I'm Abby Mickey, and you're listening to Wheel Talk. Welcome to episode five of Wheel Talk. Um, this episode is with Iris Slappendel, who is a Dutch ex-professional cyclist uh, who has a ton of experience. She's raced for the Sorello Test Team. She's raced for Rabobank. Um, in her final year of racing, she was on United Healthcare with me, so I had the privilege of being her teammate, which was awesome. Um, I learned a ton from her in a year. Uh, she is also a really amazing designer. If you watch the Olympics, then you saw, um, Anna Vandebregen win in her kit that she designed. Um, she has a lot of ideas for the future of women's cycling and she's working so hard to make it better. Um, she works with the UCI and has a lot of upcoming projects that we talk about in the podcast that are really exciting. Um, in general, Iris is an amazing person, just always smiling and so fun to be around. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this podcast. Um, it's super long, but like really great. So, uh, enjoy. Thanks. I have no clue what you're going to ask me, but... <laughs> well, I'm already recording, so we're off to a good start. <laughs> oh. um, okay. So, I'm, I'm here with Iris. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, that's okay. That's good. I'm uh, Iris, Iris Lappendel. Uh I was your teammate last year. Um, yeah, I've been a pro cyclist for 12 years. Uh, I retired in the last September, and um, yeah, my last year was with UAT. Before I raced with, uh, uh, I raced in total for six different teams: some Dutch teams, some uh, internet, more international teams, and um, yeah. So at the moment, I am uh, a retired pro cyclist, and I'm uh, ready for a new or actually working already on my new chapter in life, which contains many, uh, yeah, new things, new adventures. So, um, yeah, where do you want to, what do you want to know? That was, that all right, shall I tell me, intro. maybe, <laughs> <Sorry>. well, let's, <laughs> let's I was going to say, I live in the Netherlands, I'm 31 years old. <laughs> let's rewind a little bit and Go back to the beginning. Um, I'm interested in how you got started in cycling. Um, I got started in cycling because I was a speed skater, which is a very popular sport in the Netherlands. So, uh, yeah, we we skate on ice in winter. And I started this when I was uh, 13 years old. 
And then when I was 15, I think I got a race bike to train in summer. And then it turned out that I was actually, I think, a bit more talented for riding my bike than skating. And um, yeah, I got a license to race. And yeah, I started with a few races a year. And when I was a junior, I... Um, I won some races. I I got to go to the got selected for Junior Worlds, where I uh, won a bronze medal on the uh, time trial. And then I got picked up by a pro team uh, as a, when I uh, yeah my first year elite uh, women. So that's that's how it all started. Nice. Cool. What was the first team you signed for? Did you say that already? Sorry. No, it was called Vrienden van het Platteland. So <laughs> super might... easy to say. <laughs> Not a mouthful <laughs> at all. Yeah. It's it's actually when you translate it, it sounds it's something like friends of the countryside. It was a it was a Dutch UCI team sponsored by the um, yeah sort of a government organization that promotes. Uh, yeah, like the agriculture sector, if you can okay. call it like something like that. Yeah, and it was a really nice team. I I raced for them three years, and uh, at that time I still uh, went to school. I studied and uh, for uh, product design engineer, and uh, yeah, I raced. We we raced mostly in uh, the Netherlands and. A little bit in uh, in Europe, but it was yeah a really nice team to to start in. Since I wasn't so uh, uh, yeah, I didn't have so many experience at that time, so it was uh, yeah good good team for me. So you were going to school full time and racing full time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How how did you balance that? Um, I think at that yeah. I actually also had a part-time job at that time to oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for the yeah to pay for some expenses. But the, I worked in a bike shop, which which helped me uh, a lot, especially when I was a, a junior. But uh, yeah, I think I just didn't train so much. I, maybe I trained like like eight or ten hours a week, and also that was uh, around two thousand four, two thousand five. We didn't go like all winter on training camps to Spain and to like <laughs> South Africa, like we like I did my last years as a pro. So yeah, the racing started in uh, March, and uh, then we had one training camp in February, maybe for a week. So it was a bit more easier, I think, to make the combination with uh, study. But yeah, it was it was a uh, it was quite busy i i went to school and i i trained and i raced and there was not really time for uh much else and i have to say the last year that i uh studied was uh yeah what it was it was a bit too much when i finished my school i i was uh finished myself also more or less <laughs> it was not my best year in cycling but yeah i'm i ra i'm raised uh my parents also did yeah, I didn't find the sports very important, and especially they were not so into cycling. So they really, uh, yeah, they Are really they... wanted wanted me to to finish my uh, studies first, and I I think that's uh, also I'm happy about that now. Oh yeah, definitely. Are they Are they more into cycling now? 
Mm, yeah, a little bit. I think my my dad really uh, my dad really follows uh, well cycling or me the last few mm. years, and uh, he came some sometimes with me to a race in the Netherlands when it he loved to to watch a crit criteriums, but the other races not so much. And my mom is just uh, I think she's proud of me, but uh, yeah, she's not so she does. I think she doesn't like cycling that much, but you know. They're your parents, so they're always proud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so when was it that you signed for the Cervelo test team? That was in 2010. And that was also the year I, I uh, after I finished my study in 2007, I got a part-time job next to uh, cycling. And in 2010, when I signed for Cervelo, I, uh, I, I quit the part-time job and I went uh, racing full-time. So that yeah. was when you made it. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, that was it. It it's all happened sort of gradually. Gradually, I never, uh, never had the intention to become a pro cyclist, or it just yeah, I was good at it and I liked it. And you know, you spend more and more time, and then you can sign a real contract, and you're suddenly you're away from home, hundred eighty days a year. So um, yeah. I think that's how it happened but with Cervelo was was really cool it was also uh yeah I I did really well that first year it was the best team in the world and yeah it was, was a, a great experience yeah you had some some heavy hitters on that team yeah yeah we were especially the team time trial I think we were the best and uh we won in Sweden I won uh the queen stage in Thuringen and I think actually that when I won that stage that uh, yeah I, I don't know if it was my breakthrough but maybe in in my head it was yeah <laughs> awesome so being on a team like that and and then later you were on uh, Rabobank yeah for right. how many years for three years yeah and like all of that experience and everything, how important do you think teamwork is in cycling? Yeah, I think it it actually became more and more important when, uh, yeah, during my career, I I think the first few years it was a lot more um, individuals, a lot of girls could uh, raise uh, good results without a strong team, but yeah, the more professional the the peloton got, the, the higher the level overall. I think the more important uh, teamwork um, became, and uh, I think also like the best the best memories that I have uh, from psych from my career is not uh, especially my wins or the things I won, but it's more like uh, the yeah the for example this team time trial that we won uh in sweden is uh or or other victories of my teammates that i have special memories of that was a like a a very good team performance that is uh that's i think the best memory that's for for me the best memories and i think now it yeah it it's 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 more and more important it's uh and it's it's good to have a it's nice to have a a good team also outside of racing so around 
you're you're so much away altogether whole year around it's uh it's very important yeah it becomes kind of like a family yeah 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 but that's i've i'm always a bit um um uh, i say i i always take care with using the word family because you're also colleagues and you know it's I wouldn't say all my teammates have been uh, my are still my friends, but I've all <laughs> yeah. But it's I've always have uh, had good relationships with all of them, and I think it's uh, it's it's work, but it's more than work because it, we don't get paid a lot. It's a lot of emotions. Uh, yeah, you spend a lot of time together. It's you all want to win and. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of special memories. So it's yeah, some teams were more family than other teams, <laughs> and some teammates are more friends than other teammates. But I think um, that's just life. Yeah, that's uh, that's all part of it, and I think that makes you also a, a good professional or a, a real a, a good rider to be capable of working with everyone. And that's also the best. Um, teams or the best sport directors who who are able to make uh, a, a real team from a group of girls. Yeah, I think like yeah. directors who like really instill like um, like confidence in each other and confidence in the team as a whole, like that can make make or break a race or a team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they're like the common factor. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also um, like my the year with Sevela Test Team and uh, my first year with Rabobank. All everyone in the team got to got the chance and also actually did win some pretty big races. And I mean, at the end, everyone, every sport, even my mom can win uh, can win a race with uh, Lizzie Armitstead or Marianne Vos, for example. Even though she knows nothing about cycling, but I think the real the real challenge or, or is to win also a race with me or with uh, who yeah you know the domestiques in a in a team and that and that's just the best for team atmosphere and yeah that that i think brings also the team in a flow that you that you're successful can be successful every week yeah for sure like you don't want you don't want to just go into the race with the same plan every week after week no, for no. the same person. No, it's maybe the the easy uh, the easy option, but it's for sure not the the most challenging or um, yeah, and it also not the most motivating for 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 the team. So maybe the most successful teams, like in terms of wins on paper, are teams that are filled with people who can win any given race. Like they walk into a race, and any one of the riders can win. But they'll they choose to ride for each other at various races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Yeah, you you we had this with uh, in in 2012, I think, with Rabobank, and you've seen it uh, last year with with Bulls or the year before with Wiggle. That's the yeah. If you if if you ha- if you can do that, uh, that's the best. But it's it's such a fragile thing. You can have a super successful or good year like this, and next year it it all doesn't happen. Even on 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 paper, you have the best name, so it's uh. So we're all yeah. we'll all be looking at bowls this year then. 
<laughs> yeah, but you don't know. It's like I say, what it doesn't mean that if you have the best team on paper, you will win every race. Or yeah, uh, for because sure. it's yeah. I the, think the, that the, comes back to the director also. Yeah, yeah. So speaking yeah. of directors, you did a the UCI director course. Yeah, that's How right. How was that? It was really, really interesting. Yeah, I uh, I really liked doing it. And uh, yeah, I was super happy with the chance that I got the scholarship. Um, I think it's... It, uh, I don't have, um, let's say, ambition to become a sport director this year or... I don't know, maybe in in the future. Um, but it just gave me a lot more insight of uh, the course. And that's, I think, a valuable thing for me being on the at least at least commission for the UCI. And um, yeah, also what was good about the eight, I did the eight day course is uh that there was, uh, because the rules, every sport director can learn the rules from uh, the website or the book, you know, what you can or can do in a race. But um, it comes to so much more than just driving a car, of course. We all know. And <laughs> But at the end, it's not so simple to make a team from a team. And uh, yeah, we had some really uh, good and interesting sessions in uh, Switzerland about this and um, what was maybe even more uh, important was that we were with a group of people uh, doing this course and some had some experience already, some didn't, some came from um, a whole different background in cycling. So it was cool to learn from each other and to exchange uh, experience and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think we, I made some, uh, yeah, I don't know, friends or uh, got to know people that 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 could be valuable for uh, yeah the the coming years. I would and... love for you to be a director. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Just well, because maybe. I mean, I remember like all year racing with you, and it might be because you're Dutch. I'm not really sure. I haven't had much like experience with like Dutch riders before, but you're very blunt. Yeah, that could be a Dutch thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel I'm, like I learned a lot from you just because you, when I did something wrong, you were like, hey, Abby, you did this wrong. It yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, I mean, you could have maybe done this better. It's just like, no, you did this wrong. You can do this better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Good. No, I'm happy to hear that. I was talking to Lauren Kitchen about that today, actually, on our ride, about how awesome it it is, like, being on a Dutch team when there there's so much growth that happens because everyone just tells tells it how it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it's for sure uh, a Dutch thing, to be honest, but also um, I think... Well, that's at least something I have. I'm, I'm, I, I'm always happy to, to mentor like younger riders or less experienced or riders who want to learn like yourself. And uh, that then um, for me, it doesn't cost any energy to, to try to help or teach or. Uh, and I and yes, I think that that is a good. Uh, 
skill for a sport director and um but you need more skills <laughs> than than that uh driving for example yeah <laughs> and um but yeah i this year i'm i'm involved in a pro- project in the netherlands it's called cycling academy gelderland and gelderland is a a province and uh we're starting like a um, cycling education program And that's something I'm really excited about because um, I don't feel really ready to be a sport director. Uh, Now I'm just finished as a, or just retired as a rider, but uh, to work with like really young riders, that's something I really love to do. And I also coach some riders and um, yeah, so for me, this is the first uh, step, and maybe becoming a sport director is a uh, is a next step in the future. Uh, yeah, you never know. That's really cool. So, what will you be doing with the with the development team in in the Netherlands? It's uh, mostly uh, at at first is uh, we're gonna uh, coach. Um, so it's all kids from between fifteen and eighteen years old, boys and girls, and um, the. I do this with a group of people with some other ex pros and um the main goal is to give them some extra uh expertise next to what their uh local club can offer them because we since we have so much experience as pro riders we can i think uh yeah give give the kids some extra and that will be um, in the kind of training you do, but also in like in mental training or strength training or stability. So we will be um, giving workshops and clinics all through the year. And at the end, uh, so kids can join whenever they want. There will always be some kind of a team. Uh, and so every clinic or workshop has a special um, uh, subject. And the plan behind it, it is as well that uh, to see if there's any talents, uh, real talents amongst them and to uh, form like a, like a selection or a, a team from this, from this group of uh, kids. And maybe next year we will do some, uh, ra- we will do races with them as well as a team, as like, a, yeah selection how you how you call this (laughs) is it boys and girls yes yeah of course awesome yeah no that's uh can i join sorry can i join is there an age limit (laughs) yeah it's it's uh 15 until 18 so yeah you're just just a little bit too old (laughs) but yeah you you can always join if you want (laughs) um so can I ask what else what else you're doing in retirement or you most of it is under wraps I think. Yeah, well yeah, not this, not really. This is one thing um and yeah, that it's for boys and girls is very important for me and Yeah, absolutely. Some something uh, some other thing that's yeah, a little bit under wraps or that I can it it's also not really a big secret as a like I said before, I'm the the women's uh, road representative in the UCI Athletes Commission. So I'm involved in a few um, other commissions in the uh, within the UCI, like the Road Commission and the Women's Working Group. And um, 
so I'm I'm just very um, involved in the development of women cycling, and it's now I retired. I really feel like um, yeah, I want to give something back to the sport as well because it you know it it has given me so much fun and I learned so much and it's been like a great 12 years and uh, but I also see there's still so much to improve within women's cycling and uh, yeah now I have the energy and um, yeah also more time to invest in this and uh, yeah so uh, what will happen exactly I can't really say yet but for sure there will be some things coming up to um yeah, from my side, um, together with some other people to uh, work on uh, improving the conditions for uh, women cycling. Do you think? That, I, sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I've, I've, no, you, you say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, do you think since you, since you started racing to now, have you seen any any growth, or do you think we're headed in a good direction, or do you think it's mostly been kind of like? we take a step sideways, but we never really take a step forward. No, I think there's definitely steps forward. Yeah. When I, when I compare to the time I start racing, um, like overall the, the level of the riders has been is so much better. Um, there's like on some way, as a, like there have been maybe more races in the past, but I think the, like the the quality of the organizations or the races race organizers are is better now we have maybe less races but we have some really good races at the moment um yeah some the teams really improved but on the other side also some teams did not improve at all so there maybe the the the, the say disparity or the difference between the top teams and uh, like um, yeah already when you see the number the difference between the top three teams and team five six seven is already really big and also within teams there are girls having a really good salary and there are girls having maybe not even a salary so that's that's something that I'm um, yeah a little worried about and um but no, overall, I'm positive. And I think also the UCI, uh, yeah, is really uh, more focused on women cycling at the moment. And they, they really want to uh, spend some money and time in uh, improving the situation. But um, yeah, so, you know, I'm a positive person. And I think uh, <laughs> I think sports really growing. The riders, uh, ride, the riders also feel responsibility. And I think that's something that's really uh, great that they're f- super active on social media or like you do yourself with a podcast. Um, yeah. So when there's, when we're not on TV, okay, we, we find our own way. Yeah. We find our own ways to, um, and women cycling is just such a different sport than, than men cycling. Yeah, and, uh, I, don't, I, feel, yeah. I don't really agree with like when people are like, oh, whenever there's a men's race, there should be a women's race. I think that I think that we need to be in a lot of ways separate. Yeah, yeah, men. that's true. But uh, there's also the the I'm yeah I learned last year also racing in the United States that there's a big cultural difference uh, when it comes to cycling. So in the north of Europe and also the south of Europe, or so. 
we we have such a long history from uh, in cycling that that's maybe not always good you, when you see countries like the United States or Australia or uh, United Kingdom. They yeah they they have um, they're newer in this sport, but yeah they have a much more uh, equal approach and um, yeah I think that's uh, they. Yeah, they organize races in a different way, and that that's I think that's a really good thing. And I think also that that um, the women who ride have are actually much more interesting, and have very different selling points than uh, than the men. And then I don't talk about uh, looks or anything. But, uh, <laughs> this is coming. Yeah, this is the reason for my podcast. Okay. Yeah. Because we have yeah. such cool stories. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, uh, yeah, I maybe there are some men out there who are doing a, podca- a podcast, but I don't know them. But uh, yeah, I think women cycling has very cool stories. And that's also something that media or sponsors or uh, teams can use. So, yeah, we have to think of different ways to um, to to uh, bring the sport to the people. Yeah. Well- um, what was your, cause you went to, uh, Oh, and, and the most, Im- most oh, important, yeah. actually, I forget. I'm also working on my, on, uh, like my own label or collection of, uh, cycling apparel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be and, really cool. Cause you've yeah. been designing for a while now and you, your design was the, um, the national kit for the Olympics for the Netherlands and was one in. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So by uh, by Anna van der Breggen. So yeah, that's, yeah, this was a super fast design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I really, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, that's something I had uh, in my head for the last few years, and uh, yeah, now I just think, okay, I'll try. I'll see what uh, if people love it or not. But um, yeah, in the next few weeks, I hope to. Um, to have my web web uh, shop online and uh, next to the cycling apparel i also make uh bags from uh yeah like handmade by myself and uh yeah i want to make something a little bit more exclusive and um yeah i'm really looking forward myself to not to still ride my bike but not in uh covered in logos and uh company names on my jersey so uh yeah that's uh you know, cycling can also be uh, a little bit more fashionable, I think. Oh, absolutely. Plus, yeah. the better you look, the more confidence you have, and then the better you ride. That's that's really true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a life lesson, though. That's just like, yeah. when you feel good about yourself, then you're just, you you strut down the street versus just kind of like walking. Yeah. So you wear fashionable clothing, and then you are like, I look awesome. <laughs> And then you beat the boys up the hills. <gasps> okay, Abby, I'll I'll ask you for my marketing campaign. <laughs> so yeah. um, that's really cool, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what that turns into. Yeah, um, let you know by then. And there's also one other thing I'm gonna do because oh, is I'm, this the I? I'm excited for this next. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also gonna try to break the world speed record <laughs> by yeah. Mark. You have to tell me about this. So you ride a recumbent? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a project from two uh, universities in the Netherlands. It's one uh, technical university and one uh, uh, one university in uh, movement with movement scientists. And so it's a group of students. It's together like 25 students. The one from uh, the technical university, they're going to build uh aerodynamic recumbent bike and the ones from the movement scientists are gonna train me and there there's another uh rider as well and um yeah so uh in september there's um there's like a, a race or a week that there there come teams from all over the world to battle mountain in uh, nevada in um United States and uh, <laughs> just a really interesting place to have it <laughs> and, uh, yeah they're gonna try to break the speed uh, record so do you do you start out behind a car I can't remember. no no okay no no you're you sit in it's like a um, it's it looks a bit like a cigar or something so it's a recumbent bike totally covered <laughs> and it's very claustrophobic uh, bike yeah it sounds like and, it and they just give you a push and yeah, you have to get, uh, to speed yourself. And it's, uh, it's just a one straight road of eight kilometers. And Downhill or flat? Flat. Yeah. Okay. And you have, uh, six kilometers to get to speed. And then over a 200 meter, they measure your, uh, speed, uh, your, uh, like peak speed. And then you have two kilometers to, uh, break <laughs> and uh yeah so it's it's all um yeah on your own uh you, you have no help at all so, you just have a super aer aerodynamic bike and uh the record is for women is already six years um owned by a french uh woman and it's um 122 k's an hour oh, so uh yeah, yeah. That's awesome. What yeah. what made you want to do this? Yeah, they emailed me if I was interested in in doing this and um so I went to see them, the students and talk with them and they were also super enthusiastic and I thought, okay, well, you know, I because they had like a whole um selection process with tests and everything. So I thought, okay, I just do the test and we'll see if they, if they if I'm good enough or not. And um, yeah, then I then I decide if I want to do this. And uh, yeah, so they asked me to I was good enough. So they they think so they uh, so then I had to decide. And I, yeah, it 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 cost me quite a lot of time, but it's just um, first of all, it's a good way to um, how you say to to train off or. <laughs> so how much training is involved in in because it's not like a endurance doesn't matter it's no like no. a short period of time yeah. really high watt yeah yeah. yeah you have to it's it's like a five minute effort and um the, the the time that you have like the peak speed is um maybe 40 seconds uh so yeah i have to do quite uh some um high intensity training uh strength training and uh, i have to to do some endurance training on uh on the on the recumbent bike but the um, it's quite funny because when i got my first schedule uh, two weeks ago they have uh, endurance training of one hour so <laughs> <laughs> no normally i would not even uh, change 
for a one hour training, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> now it's an endurance training, so I quite like the schedule. <laughs> so I I we're tired, but, but still training pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like altogether like 10 hours of training a week, but um, I think the biggest challenge is to, uh, yeah learn to ride this bike because it's yeah. uh, it's quite difficult yeah i think i've seen i've seen it out on the roads before and i think i i laughed pretty hard yeah yeah it's uh, a weird thing but uh, that's that's some that's why i like it it's so it's something totally new i never done before i learned to ride a new bike i work with very uh motivated students and it's it has a very scientific approach which i like a lot um yeah so that's that's make me made me decide to do it and it's only uh yeah like seven months of training and uh it brings me back to the united states also for two weeks so you know (laughs) so you were this past year your last year racing you decided to come race for an american team and live in the states yeah yeah what was what was the driving factor there why did you decide yeah, also that I needed some, I wasn't, um, at some point, I thought like, okay, should I retire already or not? But, you know, the year before I was national champion and I still felt felt quite strong and fit and, yeah, I, I was still good enough to race. But I got a little tired of, you know, doing every year the same program and um, I wanted something different and... That's why I, uh, when I talked with uh, Rachel Hill from uh, UHC, I, I just, uh, yeah, got really excited of the program they offered me, which, you know, I was still sometime, sometimes at home in the Netherlands, but I had a big part of the year, uh, a lot of new races in the United States, but also Argentina, uh, for example, and uh yeah, so that that was the that was the main uh, main reason, and also I think United Healthcare was maybe not a a top ranked team, but when I look back to my career, it was maybe one of the best organized uh, teams I've been in. So it's yeah, it was uh, it was like an adventurous year, but still in a very professional uh, environment. So. And you yeah. love the States so much that now you are riding a recumbent bike just so you can come back. <laughs> I think I can find some other reasons to come back to the United yeah, States. Yeah, you can but... come visit whenever you want. But if, yeah. you, if you come to Boulder, I I prefer you leave the recumbent at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, not so, it's not so convenient uphill and also not downhill. Yeah, yeah coffee yeah, shop but... rides with you would be a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. No, well, maybe it's I. Uh, you know, I'm a, a trendsetter, so maybe in a few years everyone's riding it. You never know. <laughs> I, I don't. I would absolutely. I believe that. I mean, no. you're gonna play this podcast back to me in like five years when I'm riding a recumbent bike, and you're gonna be like, Abby, do you remember when you said this? Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're gonna try to break the world speed record. Ooh, yeah. I like going uphill. I've heard that there's a new, like, on the Velo News podcast, they talked about a new uphill hour record. I'm going to go for oh, that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds more like your thing. Yeah. yeah. I like going up up the hill. Yeah. Yeah. No, me not. I like to be in a in an aerodynamic cigar and going 130 k an hour or something. <laughs> I hope. 
can there be spectators? Can I come out with signs? Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, you, I don't think I have time to look at the signs, but uh, yeah, you're welcome to come out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll you'll go by so fast that you won't see it at all. I'll no. just stand at the end where where you're breaking. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you have to think of something uh, creative to cheer for me there. Oh, I've yeah. got months to prep for that. <laughs> But anyway, we will see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'm busy, so that's uh, that's a good thing. And I still I still ride my bike because I love that. Yeah, I think uh, like you know what's interesting about cycling is so many people like I've heard so many people say, oh, like I used to run, I used to play soccer, blah blah, blah and then I picked up a bike and never looked back. Yeah, it's yeah. like your life changes when you start riding. Yeah, I think. And and it's and it's uh, when I retired I really didn't expect to be r- still riding so much, you know, half mm-hmm. a year later. But it's just uh yeah, maybe it's also kind of a process that you have to let go of the, you know, the the need for exercise or something, but it's it's just such a nice thing to do to ride your bike and yeah, like I said before, it's also women cycling is something you I sort of, yeah, I say you you get, you you grow with it or you grow into it or you get attached to it. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's in my heart now. And now, uh, yeah, you, I want to be involved somehow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see like how you, how you grow the sport. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, uh, I'm also, yeah. I I don't know yet how it, what will happen exactly, but um, yeah, uh, I will try my best to to make it a little better. So if anybody has any complaints, send them to Iris. Yeah, Just or don't do that. Not not only complaints, but no, no, that, but it's true because I think there's not enough common communication about this also from the UCI side. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 the the athletes re- athletes representative so um so yeah whenever... and complaints and suggestions yeah suggestions even better yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um one of the like main arguments that comes up with women's cycling is minimum wage yeah, yeah. what do you think about that i think um i think minimum wage is not a priority I think there's uh, other things that need to be improved first, like the working conditions um, in teams. I think it's, it, it's more important to have, uh, you know, um, um, uh, educated uh, masseur, masseur or uh, soigneur or physio or mechanic or sport director in a team than have a minimum wage. So everyone, you know, have has sort of the same conditions when at a race and uh, I think also minimum wage is not something the UCI should um, um, should say it's it's something that should develop from having an uh, a joint agreement between riders and teams mm-hmm. and UCI maybe but it's it's something uh, that should um, yeah so what do you think it, is the most important like first step to growing women's cycling? 
to to have more equal conditions for riders so to have okay. um to have to have good teams you know really so it's good not teams. just like the three top teams and then the three next teams and then the no rest. yeah it yeah. should be like yeah that that I, it should be i think all girls should have good equipment good uh a good staff um around the team um you know that they don't have to drive eight hours to a race by themselves and back and yeah that and then and then um, of course it's important to have a minimum weight so all riders can uh be a full-time professional and don't don't need to work uh next to it but um but maybe if you slapped a minimum wage like the next year it wouldn't oh yeah no that's not possible then how then i think 60 percent of the teams will disappear and you know what then also teams will always find a way to um to trick the system so they will say they pay a minimum wage the minimum wage but on another um uh way they take this money back again so um no i think yeah you have to start working from the from the bottom up and uh then the minimum wage will be a result and uh, yeah at the end i think there will we will lose some teams but maybe that's also for the good maybe it's better to have 30 you know good teams than 40 teams from which 10 are actually not not uh shouldn't not uh shouldn't be a uci team you know yeah i think that like maybe that's one of the in my opinion um the i think that uci teams should have a minimum yeah is like maybe the first step because there's so many teams that are that are uci that like they yeah. shouldn't be uci like they can't yeah. they don't pay their riders a cent but they call yeah. themselves professional teams and yeah i think that yeah that- yeah no, I think it it will be very good if the UCI will uh really push this system uh that that the two tier system ahead so that you have for example world tour teams and uh continental teams for example and uh that you have uh, some kind of uh that you have two divisions and then you can say okay you want to be a world tour then you have to uh, pay your riders and you have to do so many race days and you have to have this um, this amount of staff members. Um, and then you can have uh, continental teams that can be more like development teams and just yeah race uh, a little bit more local. And I think it will, will give also a little bit more of a natural... I mean, also now from... When you come from a junior uh, category or when you're just new in a sport, you're immediately racing against uh, the best of the world. It's also uh, that's also a little bit strange. So uh, yeah, and and hard. The U23 uh, world, like the well, not World Cup because there's not World Cups anymore. But they started with the U23 races last year, didn't they? Um, in cyclocross, you mean? I uh, well. Or, no, are no. there junior races now? No, they started with a nations cup for juniors. Ah, and uh, yeah, there the UCI has a has a strategic plan for um, 
developing the under 23 category because um there there's it's actually quite big the under 23 uh category but if you separate them for example it, it's not enough to have uh, like a separate u23 um race uh, schedule or mm-hmm. world championships but um i think they they have kind of a good plan for the for the coming years to uh to gradually um develop this category and um yeah I, you know i also want to make things you know that next year it will all be better but that's just not possible so no, we have, have to we have to be patient and take yeah. baby steps sometimes but uh yeah then some sometime we get there hopefully <laughs> yeah i mean it's definitely important to focus on on each detail and build things up versus just like jumping into something and then it doesn't last yeah yeah that's true but no for me when i look to women cycling now it's really improved a lot but uh i think um if we can help the riders with uh for example with legal help with insurances with um uh yeah, disputes with contracts, um, just to make their life a little bit more easier and also to give them, you know, to give them a choice because at this point so many riders just, uh, yeah, get used by their uh, team managers or whatever because they, they don't have any clue what their rights are. Yeah. And uh, the UCI seems maybe like a far away... Uh, you know, organization somewhere in Switzerland, but they <laughs> they actually can help, and there will there's also uh, national federations who can help, or uh, yeah, maybe in the future uh, a real uh, ri- women rider uh, association that can help. So yeah, because the men, well, the men have a like a union. Yeah, that's but true. The women don't. Yeah. yeah, the men have the CPA, and that's the international. Um, uh, riders union and um yeah i tr- i try to make um at the moment um like um yeah to represent the women within this union but um yeah they're so they're so focused on on men cycling they want to help but they yeah i mean men cycling is very big and they have also a lot of their own problems so um yeah Nothing's that, that's that yeah for me i i'm at the moment i'm looking to find the best way to represent women cycling uh and to yeah to represent to to help uh improving it and yeah maybe that's with the cpa but maybe it's in some other way but for sure the cpa is a organization we can learn a lot for, from and they uh, been to this process of joint agreements and uh, they developed the bad weather protocol um, mm-hmm. and that's something that um, of course will be implemented in women's cycling also yeah cool well I feel like we barely scratched the surface but <laughs> <laughs> it's already been almost 50 minutes so we might have to have a, a to a second episode for you <laughs> well maybe maybe in a few months i uh post yeah. post speed record yeah yeah post speed record and maybe there's something uh 
yeah, like uh, um, developed in for for the women's cycling, also by that time. So um, yeah. yeah, awesome. And maybe everyone is riding around in my uh, my kit. Uh, well, kit. I, so yeah, I really hope so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for for your insights and your story. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, good luck with the podcast and keep up the good work. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Wheel Talk, the podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on iTunes. If you didn't like it, please reach out to me and let me know how I can improve. You can find me on Twitter at the WT underscore podcast or on my own personal Twitter at Abby Mickey. I'm also on Facebook, Wheel Talk, the podcast. As always, it's been a pleasure recording these podcasts for you. And I'll play you out with Blue Sky by the Allman Brothers. (laughs) 